This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jessica, this is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know, Quiggs, The Simpsons has been on forever, but still, it started 14 years after the Flyers' last Stanley Cup. And I sure hope Chuck Fletcher didn't watch this latest episode because it showed the importance of goons. I mean, Dave Schultz was a voice and uh, it did as good of a job as a 70s Broad Street bully could do voice acting on an animated show. And, uh, you know, great job. Great job by Schultzy on that one. But Chuck Fletcher is somebody who I don't trust to get the right message when it comes to larger hockey players, especially in the modern era. I'm convinced that's why he didn't sign Johnny Gaudreau, because he was just too small for Chuck Fletcher. Size matters, Steve. Size matters. That's, listen, it's, it's all about how you use that size. If it's all about at, the motion of the ocean on the ice. If you look at Risto, that's a very apparent <laughs> lesson. He has... The size, but he doesn't know how to use it. I'm sorry, Risto. I didn't mean it like that. Please don't murder me. I, you can still murder me. <laughs> I know. He's going he's gonna to find you and track you down and kill you. Yeah, it's 100%. He's going to walk in Terminator style. I'll be back and then just slam me into walls and I'll be... That's that's it. That's my life right there. It's been a good run. Good night and good hockey, folks. You want to know a hot take, Steve? I don't like The Simpsons, like at all. <laughs> Okay, you're fired immediately. <laughs> I've watched, <laughs> I've watched it like, or, and I've tried watching it. I just don't think it's funny, and I just oh don't god. care. Oh my god! Between know. you and you, you know, Craig used to always like Craig didn't watch that much since. So I just make these references that go completely over your heads, and a lot of the listeners get it. But uh, I gotta. You, what am You're I very what cultured am I doing? with media. You are very cultured. I am very cultured with I'm media. I'm not. But what, what am I doing here where I keep getting these co-hosts that don't share my interests? I, I think I'm just, you know, I'm making mistakes in life. I'm well, you need to be connected. Like, you need, it's, it's actually a good system we got here. We have someone who's touched grass before. <laughs> and then so- <laughs> someone. That's a fair <laughs> assessment. That is a fair assessment. Most of my child, I was basically raised by the television. So you, you I, have I, to admit that was a good dunk. That was that a, was a great dunk. It's because it's accurate. I, I don't it's touch not. that much grass. 
I don't no, touch very touch. much grass at all. I spend a lot of time in front of the television. I can and see you <laughs> sitting in some grass, enjoying I've sat in, up the sun. I, I've sat in grass, and I don't particularly enjoy it. Really? No. It's, it does the, get itchy. The ground is hard. I have a lot of allergies. Like, it's it's all bad for me. So, yeah. yeah fuck grass. That's where I'm at. Fuck, fuck, fuck them grass. Fuck them grass. Yeah. Fuck them grass? Is that is that proper English there? I, I don't know, sir. But... It is now because our show is called Flyperbole based on the word hyperbole, which is it's a true. fancy word. So, we are vocabulary mavens. And that is now... <laughs> It's now a word. That's now a proper sentence in the English language. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... <laughs> oh, real quick. Mavens. Real quick. I want to jump in and say uh, what a fucking terrific episode last week was. <laughs> you and Kelly Hinkle fucking r- ruled last week. I, I listened Thank to you. it twice. <laughs> twice? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, Kelly's, wow. Kelly's great. And uh, just get the two most sarcastic people in the world together and see what happens. What could go wrong? I don't know what could go wrong. Whatever. It, I mean, it turned out to be, um, you know, podcast gold. And, you know, we already have a shining reputation as a podcast to begin with. But last week, I think it took it to another level. <laughs> well, thank so. you. Thank you. We tried our best, but we missed you, Quigster. And what, what were you up to last week? It's good to be back. Last week was busy for me. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I, I had so I was covering I did recaps for a couple Flyers games last week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't remember the results of either because I just don't care enough. They won the they won the game I didn't expect oh, the Avalanche to win last week. The Avalanche, Avalanche game, game yeah. yeah. They had that going for them. Yeah, they won that game. And then I had my company holiday party on Thursday, which was unbelievably fun. And it's hilarious because you and Kelly were literally talking about company holiday parties. Um, mine was on a Thursday, and we did have to go into work on Friday. But it was... It feels like punishment. It uh, Honestly, like uh, most people just... so. My company gives everybody a floating holiday that they can use whenever they want. And most people just use the day after the holiday party for like their day for the floating holiday. Um, I was just like, you know what? No one's going to be in the office tomorrow. It's going to be the easiest day of work ever. And so I went in and it confirmed it was the easiest day of work of all time. And so (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll make money and not use vacation for it. See, at my old company, it it was like... You basically had to fight each other for that day off to get because we had to have enough coverage. And That's it was typically a miserable day. We were super busy and people would just be like <laughs> slumped over their keyboards because <laughs> we all went way too hard at that party right. and just be like some people would actually like get sick and have to like run down the hallway and stuff like that oh man it was a disaster it was a total <laughs> disaster but i'm glad that your company showed restraint yeah yeah it was great they or they like rented out the super fancy mansion in the middle of richmond virginia and like um yeah it was crazy i drank too much it was awesome um and uh yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for next year. <laughs> there you go. I mean, All right. I'll take the floating holiday for next year, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sadly, I, I'm not quite getting the big party anymore with my current situation, but everything else is really yeah. good, so I'm uh, not complaining. You know what else I did last week, Steve? What's that? I did something that I've been waiting to do for months, and I've been talking about it for months and months, and finally the time came. I saw... The block, blo- the block bluster, the blockbuster block flick, the blockbuster flick in theaters, Violent Night. 
Oh, there you go. The David Harbor action Santa hey, Claus. That's not movie. David Harbor. That's, that's Santa Claus. <laughs> there you go. That's fucking like, Santa Claus. Steve. You had me worried for a second that I got the, the wrong actor. And, uh, uh, oh, no. No. <laughs> which no, for Santa. me is a total atrocity as a pop culture maven over here. You know, I, I need to make sure I'm getting <laughs> the right actors in there. I was, I was very concerned for a second. So before I talk about the movie, I, I want to say, well, let me say this. I, I loved the movie because it was like the most... It's exactly what you think it'll be. It, it was dumb and stupid, but it was incredibly self-aware about it. And so good. I loved it. I loved it for that reason. Um, one of the most over-the-top, gruesome deaths ever I, that I've ever seen in a movie happened. And it was so funny. It was great. Um, but that's not even the highlight of the night. So, oh, yeah? And all right. So we get me and my friend Alan... We get into the movie theater. We sit down and we're like two minutes into the movie. There's this group of dudes sitting behind us and like they're like kind of chatting during the movie, but they're not being, I didn't think they were being loud. I like, honestly, I was able to kind of like tune them out. Um, But they had made a comment about something that happened in the movie. And this guy like a road down and like a few seats over from me and my friend was like, Hey, can you guys like shut up, please? Everyone can hear you. And so he was like, thank you. And then one of the guys behind us was like, shut the fuck up, you bitch ass. You can fill in the blank. And then the guy who confronted them initially stands up and he's like, bitch, what'd you say? And <laughs> I swear oh my to God, God. This, happened. this happened. And Violent Night, what better movie for this to happen? And so yeah. guy stands up. He's fucking huge. He's like clearly just a gigantic human being. Um, and he starts, they start, you know, John back and forth. And then he calls them a bitch ass fill in the blank. And I was like, Oh boy, this is wild. And then one of the guys behind me was like, Hey, chill. We're good, bro. We're good. We're just watching the movie now. (laughs) That escalated quickly. It escalated real fast. So he sits down. The tension is hilarious in the movie theater. And, um, Basically, we uh, we watched the movie. It was very good. And then we, we you know, the lights come on. The movie ends. Lights come on. And I look over to see the guy who was, like, yelling at the dudes behind us. He was fucking white. What? He was white. And he had, like, dreads, like, up in, like, a... Like a <laughs> Wait, like a, what? Dude. And the guys behind us, they were like, wait, he was white? And I was like, I know. What the fuck? And so, like, dude... I went to the, like, my friend went to the bathroom, and he was in there with him, and, like, the guy, he was, like, 6'8". Like. The fuck? He was so fucking big. And he said that to the, I was like, dude, hold, like, part of me was like, yo, let's, like, gang up on this guy. Beat the shit out of him for being racist. But I think he would have just swatted us all away. Like, he was so big. And um, he was clearly Norse. Norse Norse family <laughs> like everyone in the family was like it was, he was there with like his sister or girlfriend and his brother or something and they were all like six four did you encounter racist Thor I think I did wow I think I did he looks like racist he goes, Thor he was like it's it was an interesting vibe from him though because he was he was clearly racist um but he looked also very Norse Thor like but he also looks like he's been to like every like um like sublime show of all time like 
he was that kind of guy. So. He has he has multitudes, I see. Yeah. So who, Good what's Lord. that other like reggae band that everyone listens to? The Dirty Heads. He looks like he listens to the Dirty Heads and okay. Sublime, and that's it. That's his whole personality. Um, but holy Good shit, Lord. that was what? hilarious. What a fucking funny night. <laughs> I was not expecting this encounter to go there or the end of the story. That was quite a, a journey we just went on right there. Violent night, Steve. Violent it a, night. It almost was a violent night for you. It almost was. It almost was. I, I good lord, holy shit! Because and the thing is about people talking like that is the kind of movie where there is a general, you like can, there there's a little bit of talking allowed at, at a movie like that, unless the crowd's super into it. Like I always think back to when I saw snakes on a plane. I saw snakes on a plane <laughs> at midnight, and the crowd was super fucking into it. They were making hissing noises. Yeah. They were throwing rubber snakes. It was awesome. <laughs> so there are certain movies where it, it's okay. And it, let me put it this way. There are certain theaters in Philadelphia where you go with the expectation that you are going to get some some crowd comments let's just say that and (laughs) my favorite one to this day uh my favorite one to this day was avengers infinity war okay (laughs) nick fury at the end uh gets into a car accident right before he goes poof and (laughs) guy behind me goes why is this guy always getting into car accidents (laughs) because he and, and i'm sitting there i'm like that's a really good point because he got into a car accident in the Winter Soldier too. <laughs> I was like, this guy. And then uh, there was one other moment in that movie where, uh, where like Thanos tries to do something and doesn't do it, and the guy goes salty. <laughs> I just started cracking up. It was so good. So there are certain crowds where there is a little bit of that accepted. Yeah. But uh, apparently a... the uh, racist Thor was not having it. He was not having it. No. But th- they still having. the guys behind us still made some funny comments throughout the movie and like there was one portion where like Santa Claus aka David Arbor like pulled out his naughty and nice list and like his naughty and nice list is like he like pulled what, what is it? It's like a it's like a s- scroll. It's like a the naughty and nice list. Yeah, it's essentially yeah. a scroll. Yeah, he like pulls out his little naughty nice scroll or whatever, and he opens it up. But it's like electric on the inside, and it's like a holographic thing with all the text, and it looks really cool. And the guy behind me goes, "Man, that's tough, bro. That's tough." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hell yeah, that's fucking badass. <laughs> I want that scroll. That's tough, <laughs> man. Oh that's tough, God. bro." Well, um, it was it was nearly an actual violent night for you and we we saw some violence in the nhl tonight because ryan reeves laid one of the most devastating hits that i've seen in a minute tonight i mean this is yeah this is one of the worst hits i've seen since my time of watching hockey honestly like this is this is a bad one and like so we were talking before you and i steve before the show about like is it like, I think it's dirty, but, like, I also don't really know. Because, like, in real time, like, Ryan Reeves didn't really, like, go out of his way to do it. He literally just kind of kept his form, it appeared. And the guy just ran into his shoulder face first. He, <laughs> so I, I mean, it, it, it looks pretty clean. I mean, it's it's almost... It's almost head contact, right? Like, he, he does well, lean his shoulder in there a little bit. That's but, the principal point of contact. Right, right. But it, it, it's not quite, like, an elbow to the face or something. Like, it's right, yeah. 
It's about as clean of a dirty hit as you can have. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Because, like, I can't look at that hit and say that's not dirty because it just looks so dirty. But, like, also I could see the argument on the other side of, like, the guy kind of skated directly into Ryan Reeves' shoulder. Uh, face it, that is a rough one, but I also can't look away. Hey, you know something, Steve? Ryan Reeves is now a member of the Minnesota Wild. You know who loves bringing in former Minnesota Wild players? And you know what team needs to get tougher and harder to play against? Oh, boy. What team is that? Future flyer, Ryan Reeves, baby. Here we go. I'm shocked it hasn't happened already, to be totally honest with you. And what I was saying to you before we started the show is that Reeves hit is what people think Rasmus Ristolainen actually does. That he lays people out like that. And he does not. I don't know what he does. I'm still trying to figure it out. I swear I'm not trying to go out of my way to dunk on Risto. But, like, I just can't help it because he... God, he's not good. He's, he's not so good. Ba- he's so hilariously bad. He's he doesn't so bad. do anything. He doesn't the hit, hits that people think he throws. He does not throw those hits. He they're very mid hits. And then like he doesn't that's, score. That's our consensus here. Mid the ultimate insult these days. His hits are so mid, Steve. It's they're mid hits. He's not even the hits leader on the team. No, he's the not. hits leader in the entire NHL is one Nicholas Delorier, who I found out today is called Delo. That's a stupid nickname. <laughs> That's a fucking dumb name. As we've discussed before, NHL player nicknames are not very original. Meet Reed over there. Reader. Hey, Reader! But, <laughs> like, D'Lo over there, I will say this. I don't think he's a good hockey player. I think he was a god-awful signing. But you know what? He's done the two things that he was brought in to do. He he hits and he fights. So I guess on that front, Chuck Fletcher was successful. He's the league leader in fights and the league leader in hits. So good for you, Nick Delore. Love that for this team. This is exactly what they needed. Now they can go to the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that front, the Flyers are doing everything they can to not go to the playoffs. They are sinking in the standings, which is what we want to see. Tank, baby Tank. Frank the Tank is here. Is KFC still open? 9-14 and 7, 25 points, three ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets. They are barely out of the basement in the entire Eastern Conference. So before we knew it, the Flyers, we were worried. We were worried. They were like, they might be overachieving, okay? When they get some guys back, they might win some games, and Nope, nope, nope. They are sinking to the bottom of the standings. This is what we want. I'm still a little worried about their long-term prognosis as far as tanking goes, but because John Tortorella, very good coach, doing everything he can to keep this turd sandwich afloat, and it ain't going to happen, okay? This team, despite getting all these loser points, I'm actually concerned about loser points. I'm very concerned about those. I think we need to have a loser point intervention with the Flyers. I mean, I've written a note already. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to read this, and I hope the Flyers hear this and heed my advice. Dear Flyers, the way you constantly force overtime and promptly lose is hurting me, and it's hurting you. Specifically, it's hurting your chances at Connor Bedard. I don't know how long I can keep on supporting you if you keep gathering these needless points in the standings. Please, Go, go cold turkey on gathering loser points for all of our sakes. 
I could not have said it better myself, Steve. That was very eloquent. Thank you. I, think- I mean, I'm just concerned. I'm concerned this team is, is just trying too hard to go down a, a dark path of winning and succeeding and getting points. And they don't need points. They need to stop getting to overtime. <laughs> it's just got to lose, baby, lose. I'll say this, though. Like, even if they do fully commit to the tank, which I don't think they're going to, like John Tortorella certainly is, and he's going to keep coaching everybody really hard. But, like, even if they fully committed – I don't think they'll be worse than the Ducks. I, I I was not expecting the Ducks to be this bad. Nobody was. We were talking about it a little bit last week, me and Hinkle, and the Ducks are currently 7, 20, and 3, 17 points. Yeah. They have a negative 60 goal differential, and man, that is a franchise that knows how to tank. Like, what the fuck happened? They have, it's not like they don't have talent. They have Trevor Zegras. They have like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I think <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> Hold on. They got a couple they guys. They have some players. Like they have John Gibson. Yeah, let's give C this like, year. Yeah, for a long time, he was one of the better goalies in the NHL. And like all of a sudden he just doesn't have it. And they, I mean, I don't know. I, like they have Troy Terry. I uh, like Troy Trevor Terry. Zegras. Adam Henrique isn't bad. I know he's older, but like he's not bad. Derek um, Grant won an MVP. True John star. Klingberg. I like Klingberg. It's, it's just weird. Like I didn't like I didn't think they were going to be amazing, but I didn't think they were going to be like this. You know what the problem is? Stoli, the goalie, is on injured reserve. Oh well, there you go. If Stoltender, the goaltender, was healthy, this team would be at the top of their division. But Dude. he's not, so they have a two eighty three points percentage. Derek Grant is also on injured reserve. People forget, ever since Derek Grant left the Flyers, the Flyers have been shit. That's true. Derek Grant was honestly the cornerstone of the Flyers' success in 2019-20. Yeah, yeah, giving nookies and uh, playing defense? Is that what he did? I don't remember Derek Grant too well. He was a forward. (laughs) I know, but wasn't he a defensive forward? Uh, fuck if I know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I can't remember. I wiped him from my memory. He's not a memorable player, along with a lot of guys from the past decade or so of Flyers hockey. And yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, I, I just want them to stop at the loser points. They got, they've gotten so many of them this year. And thankfully, the other night in Colorado, or last night in Colorado, they did not gather that loser point. They lost in regulation. We were worried though. They made it a three, two game and we thought, Oh boy, because they beat the avalanche the previous week. Still can't understand it, but they did. And we thought, Oh, here we go again. It's going to happen. And we all were, I wanted to go to bed. It was like 1130 at that point, but the flyers, no, they, they tucked me in. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I was glad. Um, you know, especially after they beat Colorado, what a couple last week, couple weeks ago whatever it was i don't know but like they beat colorado and i was like oh god are they gonna do this again and they started to put together that little run there and i was kind of shivering shaking in my boots but (laughs) um they 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 did it the abs pulled it out good for the abs um listen like my girlfriend stacy is absolutely bewildered by me because like whenever the flyers whenever the flyers play I go to her apartment and I watch the game there because she's like studying for uh, her finals. She's in PA school. And so she's like studying for class or whatever. And I'll be like watching the game while she does that. 
And whenever, whenever the opposing team scores, I'm like, hell yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, aren't you a Flyers fan? I'm like, you don't get it, Stacey. You don't understand what we're going through. This is for the best. You just got to show her highlights of Cotter Bedard and go, this is, this is what this we're is playing reason. for. Yeah. This is the crown jewel. This is, the this cr- is what, yeah. This is what we need. This is what we need right here. We don't need wins. We, because this team just, it's, as we've said before, this team ain't going to sniff the playoffs. This team, if they inexplicably did make the playoffs, like Chuck Fletcher seems to think they're five points away from doing, <laughs> they wouldn't do anything in the playoffs. They're just not that good. And they don't really do anything well. And, I, you know, it's a shame there is there are a few positive things that have come up recently. Uh, Morgan Frost had a four point game. I know we he did. We want a little bit more from old toilet seat, but you know, uh, it's nice to see a glimmer of life and he's getting some top six minutes right now. So that's good. JVR is back. He's actually playing some of the best hockey I've ever seen him play. He's doing well. He's doing well. Now, granted he's, uh, you know, like it's been a small sample size since he returned, but like, he's been good. He's been good. I've never seen him this fast. He's getting breakaways and shit. It's crazy. That trade value. Oh, baby. I, I I just horizon. wish there was somebody I could trust to trade him for literally anything right now. And knowing Chuck Fletcher, I'll sign him to an extension at the deadline. Honestly, what, here's what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt again right before the trade deadline. <laughs> also could very well happen. That is our <laughs> luck on that front. But regardless, at this time, JVR is looking pretty good. And I hope he continues to look good. And I hope he really enjoys going back to Toronto when that happens. I was literally just, that's hilarious that you said that, because I was just five seconds ago thinking he's going to go back to Toronto. And I don't think, I don't think Toronto needs scoring though. I think they don't No, They need defensive help. I was help. just thinking, yeah. But I mean, like, it's a, fu- it's just funny to think about because that's, that's where he <laughs> was. He could go play with his brother in Washington, you know? I don't know yeah, how they make that cap work at all, but he can play with him. And uh, speaking of Washington, a quick congratulations to Alex Ovechkin, who has tortured us over his entire career. But, you know, got to respect the the player, I guess. Uh, but 800 goals for Alex Ovechkin. He's creeping up on Wayne Gretzky, and it's uh, a hell of a sight to see. And the fact that he clinched it with a hat trick is pretty badass. It's extremely Ovechkin to do that. And also, like... I, like what he's doing right now is impressive. Like it's it's incredible that like nobody ever thought that you know anyone would be able to beat that Gretzky goal record. Not only is he like probably going to do it, he's probably going to do it despite the fact that he had an entire season wiped away by a lockout. He had an entire half a season wiped away by a lockout, and then he had two other seasons, like destroyed halfway through by COVID. And he had to get coached by Dale Hunter. Yeah, exactly. So like you take all that into account. Like if he had, if those lockouts didn't happen, COVID didn't happen, he's probably already broken the record. And that's crazy to think about. He's just the best pure goal scorer that has ever played the game. He's just an unbelievable talent. And I absolutely loathe that he has to play in our division. Now, here's a question for you, Steve. I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like a lot of Islanders fans now are going to start coming out of the woodwork and saying Mike Bossy is the best of all time. That was a fart noise, if you weren't sure. Because he does he does average more goals per game than Ovechkin. Yeah, but, like, 
But Mike gonna... Bossy played in front of, I don't know, goaltenders with the thinnest pads and giant nets. And no, no, no. Alex Ovechkin has played in the most, the toughest scoring era of hockey. Okay. Yes. And he has to play against the most talented goaltenders that have ever played the game. These guys are not smoking ciggies between periods. They're drinking their green juice. They're, no, they're snorting Coke. They're, <laughs> that's what they were doing in the eighties. They weren't drinking green juice. They were smoking yeah. ciggies and doing Coke. No, they're not doing Coke. They weren't doing good, Coke. They're all good. God fearing men in the NHL. They were definitely smoking cigarettes though. In between periods. That's back then. Yeah. That's just the eighties for you and the seventies. Yeah. But you know, as but far now, as now, all, like these yeah. guys are, insanely talented in insane shape they're and their pads are huge comparatively and the nets are tiny so it's scoring in today's game is so much more difficult and he's just unbelievable he's just like such a an, an amazing talent and man congrats to ovi I, i'm i've always yeah. been jealous we talked about this back on an old fuck episode uh i believe it was the one where Craig, Bill, and I talked about flyerish non-flyers, and I think we ended up gushing yes. about Ovechkin for a while being like a perfect, like if he was a flyer, he'd be just a legend, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he's. I've never had a problem with Ovi. I mean, I know he he, he has some dirty hits sometimes against us. Yeah, but like that's it's what I don't give a fuck. Like he he's never had a Tom Wilson hit. You know what I mean? He's, he's had some pretty dirty ones. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not. He's not as bad as Malkin. Malkin, I think, is the the worst like elite player laying those hits on that he tries to get away with. I mean, the guy's using his stick like a sword out there. He should have listen. Malkin should have just stayed in that cave in the Goonies. Like I don't know what he's doing in this world playing <laughs> an ice sport, but like I think, um, y- yeah, I definitely like Ovechkin more than than Malkin. But listen, like. Yeah, I mean, okay. Did he lay some dirty hits in the past? Perhaps, but you know what? He's overall he's a fun dude. Overall, he's been very good for the game. He's been great for the game. Yeah, um, and he's he's. Cha- I mean, I'd say he's. I mean, easily top ten player of all time. I yeah, I'd, I'd probably argue that at this point. And again, oh well, yeah, because if I'm saying he's the best pure goal scorer of all time, then I yeah, he's, I'm gonna say he's a he's top be ten top player, top ten or top five even. Like I would think he's somewhere in there. Yeah. So. Just, just unbelievable. Good for Ovi. Good At for Ovi. Point, bad I'm, for us. I'm rooting for him big time. I want him to do it. Yeah. Very badly. I'm just sad I didn't hit on my, I bet on him to score that against the Flyers before the season. I didn't hit on that. So that's the only thing I'm mad about. But congrats to him. And again, you can't ask for a more badass way to do it than getting a hat trick to clinch that 800th. And I, I'd love to see him beat Gretzky out because you want to see records broken. Okay. Records are made to be broken. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it'll be, it'll be, I cannot wait to watch him do it. It's, that's something that you'll like remember for, it's like when people say, oh, I remember where I was when Gretzky broke the re- record with the Kings or whatever. Like I'll remember where I was when uh, Ovechkin breaks uh, Gretzky's record. And chances are I'll be um, in a Buffalo Wild Wings stuffing my face. And you know what? This is not on the sheet. I just want to say Buffalo Wild Wings French fries are so fucking overlooked and underrated steve i could eat a fucking truckload of them in one sitting is that right overlooked and underrated but i i I gotta tell you i think i've eaten a buffalo wild wings twice in my life that's sorry i'm i feel bad for you you feel bad for me i'm doing fine i'm doing fine (laughs) are they shitty wings is it shitty food yes it is but is it good for the soul steve 
It is. Sure. Okay. That works. I, I I'm not really near any. I live in. I I have plenty of great pub food. Yeah, you have getting actual Philly. restaurants near you. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, you to you. Okay, good to know. They have low low key good fries. Good fries good over fries. there. Yeah, I love a good fry. There you go. They crunchy fries. They're pretty crunchy. Yeah, they're not floppy. Like like they're sometimes crunchy. like McDonald's is hit or miss. When you get good like crunchy fries, they're next level orgasmic. But then. If you get like sometimes they're just floppy and gross, and you feel like you're eating like I don't know old asparagus. Old asparagus. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what you want to think about right there. Old asparagus. So okay, let's. We talked about a couple. You know, we talked about a couple different flyers things, right? We talked about some of the good and all the bad. There's a lot of bad going on. But one of the good things we've seen to this point is. Kevin Hayes, he's having his best scoring season, at least as far as being a flyer goes. And that's been great. But there's been a couple weird things with that. So Kevin Hayes, he currently has 29 points and he's got 20 assists. He's got nine goals. He's second in goals, first in assists on this team, first in points. But he's been playing like not he's not been playing at center consistently. Uh, he's been like second, third line wing sometimes. It's all like, it's something you don't expect to see on a roster this thin, especially at yeah. center. And Torts has made some comments about his defense, which is one of the the big selling points with Kevin Hayes when Chuck Fletcher brought him in to be the 2C right. on this team, that the guy is a great two-way player. And he's getting some shit from Torts on that. I mean, I think it's just Torts mind games here, but it's all very weird and just, again, a weird thing in a weird season, right? But then there's this this weird story, weird wild stuff over here from the New York Post. John Tortorella's old friend Larry Brooks at the New York Post. Torts loves Torts Larry can't Brooks. can't escape him. He can't escape Larry Brooks. He cannot escape him. He You can only hope to contain Larry Brooks, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> this is from the New York Post. Uh, Larry Brooks wrote, the great mistake in Philly was committed either by general manager Chuck Fletcher or ownership in refusing to embrace a bottoming out that might have yielded a best chance at Connor Bedard. Instead, a professorial John Tortorella is attempting to squeeze points out of a rock based on structure when structures are being overwhelmed by sheer talent. You know what? The three years after this on Kevin Hayes' contract and an annual cap hit of $7,142,857 per should tell anyone? The buyout, surely inevitable this June, unless the Flyers can move number 13 at 50%, will cost the Flyers between $1.61 million and $4.754 million on the cap for each of the following six years. Excuse me, Larry Brooks, I don't think anybody was talking about buying out Kevin Hayes. I am uh, very surprised to hear this. If anything, like, yeah, I don't see how that happens. Like, I guess anything is possible. It's very possible, and I wouldn't be the most surprised person no, in the no, world. I'd be pretty surprised because who the hell is going to play on this exactly. team? Exactly, And, like, it's not like he's playing so poor. Like, listen, I know his contract isn't good, but I feel like you could trade him, though. Like, retain a little bit of salary or something? Like, I don't know. You'd have to retain a decent amount yeah, of salary, but, but it's not. But what, that's where, like, where is the rush right to trade now, him? He's playing at a point per game clip, like it's not like this is you know Rasmus Ristolainen here. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Hayes is playing what, for but, the most part. Why now. buy him out? 
Why buy him out? It doesn't. He's having a. He's having a. I totally understand this conversation. If he was playing like shit after coming back from his surgeries, okay, he had some tough surgeries last year. He had an awful year in general, okay, between his brother and just all the injuries. Just an awful, awful year for Kevin Hayes. And if he came back this year and just was playing shitty, shitty hockey, number one, nobody would blame him for that after everything he's been through. But number two, like, then I understand talking about buyouts. I understand talking about trades and everything. But at this point, you don't really have any selling points on this team. You know, like your best selling point is like Sean Couturier, right? And Sean Couturier, he has just awful, awful back injury. So who knows what's even going on with Sean Couturier? Uh, Travis Konechny is a selling point. He's been pretty solid this year. He looked good. You know, he he's coming back from an injury right now, but he looks like he's bouncing yeah. back nicely. But Hayes is one of your biggest names left on this roster. And somebody's got to play. Okay, somebody's got to play. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's getting bought out. I don't know where this talk is even coming from. Because I think that would just be insanely stupid for the salary cap moving forward to do that. You might as well just pay him the money to play hockey rather than just blow a bunch of money on the salary cap on on just dead space. Yeah, like... Like I was saying, it's it's not like he doesn't have value. I know his contract is far less than ideal, but like, it's not like he's playing horrendous hockey or anything like that. He's playing pretty well, and I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he's a movable player. Like, maybe it wouldn't fetch a massive return or anything like that. I don't think it will. Even if he continues playing, let's pretend he does end up with like a point per game clip this year. Um, I don't think it would field much of a return if they traded him, but like, I do think he's tradable. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't see buying out being the best option. Cause then you're just getting rid of a good hockey player and you're continuing to pay him for years and years. And I would rather, he's got 20, he's got 29 points in 30 games yeah. this year. And I don't even think you need to trade him, though, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't really see the point. Somebody's got to play hockey for this team, okay? It can't all just be, you know, Noah Cates and Konechny and Farabee. Like, yeah, those are all fine and everything, but somebody's got to play, all right? Somebody's got to be here. And who are they going to sign? Nobody's going to turn this team around within the next year or two, okay? There's not a rush to get rid of Kevin Hayes. I just don't understand where this yeah. is coming from. I mean, well, let me say, like, I don't want, I don't necessarily want the Flyers to trade Kevin Hayes, but like, uh, it's an option and they could, and maybe that would help. Them. I am not opposed to anybody being traded. No, me neither. Like, I think, honestly, everyone should, at this point, and I can't believe I'm saying this because the one thing the Flyers are missing for so long was a goalie, but like, even Carter Hart should be in consideration i mean it's yeah i ain't shopping him but if somebody wants to throw a king's ransom at me to bring carter hart over like if vegas decides well we need carter hart and we're gonna throw a bunch of pieces at you yeah by all means but at this point honestly the most untouchable player in the organization should be cutter gochier which is wild (laughs) to say but like i I just don't like he seems to be a guy that they're very very high on he seems to be playing well at um, Boston College, like, I just, no no one in this organization is worth keeping around long-term. And, like, it's just... Even Justin Braun? uh, Shockingly, not even Justin Braun, I know. It's crazy. (laughs) But, like, even, like, 
God, and now see, now I'm going into the fucking hole again. Like, fucking <sighs> Rasmus Ristolainen is here till 2027. Travis Sanheim, uh, listen, I, I. Sandheim's been playing a lot better, but he's here until 2031. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's that a long time. That is a time. long been time. A while. Um, and it's just, God, so much of this is just wild to me. Um, they got Faraby locked up. It's almost like this is a just, horrifically managed yeah, no, team. Yeah, who would have thought? I mean, I just, we're all looking for the man who did this, Steve. It's. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher in his hot dog yeah. costume. But my God, like with the amount that you're paying Sanheim and the amount that you're paying fucking Ristolainen, I mean, make make cap room in whatever way you can. If that, Even if that includes trading Kevin Hayes, one of your only good players. But buying out just doesn't seem to make sense. What about, okay, so the New York Rangers are a team that you know, they haven't quite been where they need to be. And I think that's a team that could use some leadership, some veteran leadership right there. So what about a guy like Kevin Hayes? And I don't know, a guy like uh, Tony D'Angelo, right? (laughs) I I think they might be good fits on the New York Rangers. Why is that? I mean, they need veteran. Oh, you're being serious. They need guys to step up. No, I'm being fucking completely (laughs) facetious. They're both former New York Rangers. And we all know Tony D'Angelo's history with the New York Rangers. I was about to say, I don't. I was getting very confused for a second there. No. No, again, when I I said that Hinkle and I were the two most sarcastic people on earth, I meant it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I actually fell for that one. And normally I I kind of pick up on your sarcasm. But that time you had me. (laughs) No, like. This is all my father's yeah. fault. Okay. <laughs> I, I grew up with my dad just saying stuff to me, just completely farcical things with the most deadpan face. And I believe it. And he would just like go, yeah, that's not true. Or so, you know, he just, this is my entire life. Okay. I've been, it's like I was made for this. So let's actually do a fun little game. You want to play a game? Um, you want to play a game? Have, who, so who should get, who should get traded at the deadline? Not Hayes because that is that doesn't make sense at the deadline. He's literally not a UFA until 2026. I mean, if somebody wants him, by all yeah, means. Like, but, but, yeah. I feel like that... JVR's the JVR big JVR has JVR, to get traded at the deadline. JVR has to get traded at the deadline. I don't care if you get a fifth-round pick for him. I truly do not give a shit. And I like JVR. I like JVR, I folks. Too, yeah, I, like I don't it. care. You, you get a large soda for him. I do not care. I would love if somebody wanted to take Tony D'Angelo, Tony but I truly... Yeah. Tony meatballs, tiny meatballs. I truly think Chuck Fletcher, Chucky Poo trades himself, loves this guy and thinks he is a cornerstone of this team. So I don't think he's being shopped and he should be shopped. He a hundred percent should be shopped. It's just how it is. That's the way it is. And they have, to, those are really, the... they have to do something about <laughs> Fletcher before he resign before he resigns D'Angelo to a long-term deal. Oh my god! Well, they got to do something about Fletcher in general, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. And I mean, those are really your your big names to trade right now. I mean, I'm not really seeing anybody else. I mean, you could trade Justin Braun for a bag of pucks again, but I I don't know if he got some sort of assurance when he came back here that he wouldn't be traded at the deadline or something. I mean, by all means, fucking trade him because <laughs> Justin Braun is Justin Braun. Uh, does somebody want Nick Sailor? Sure, I and mean, he's been one of the better defensemen he's been good. this year. 
He's been really good, actually. I he's mean, not really good. good, but he's been, like, solid. He's been good for Nick Sealer. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Brown? Anybody want a Patrick Brown? I... He's got two points! Yeah, get rid of him. Get the fuck out of here. Max Willman, disappear. <laughs> Nobody wants... Because. Nobody's gonna pay for Max Willman. The only player... Honestly, like, looking at the roster... Max Willman's like, you, you see a chair on the street, okay? And then... You go to take this chair that's clearly for free, and then the owner says, "That's five dollars." Yeah. yeah, really. I feel like. Wait a minute. So I'm looking at Cat Friendly right now. I just saw a name that I haven't thought of in a while. Where the fuck is Cat Cam Atkinson? I know he's like skating again, but like, what's going on? Is he coming back soon? <laughs> is is there any update as to when he could possibly return? Because no. One knows. It's wild right now. <laughs> I, I don't, I haven't even thought about Cam Atkinson in weeks at this point. He's, I mean, he's. I thought I heard the other day he was going to come back any day now, and then he didn't come back. He's nowhere to be found. Uh, I, he's considered day-to-day for most of September, but the Flyers are still awaiting his debut. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a guy I would trade in a heartbeat too, and I really like Cam Atkinson. I would trade him in a heartbeat. As I said, though, I would trade any of these guys. There is nobody untouchable to me. The closest you have to untouchable are Carter Hart, Travis Konechny, Joel Farabee, a lot of the prospects, right? Like, Cutter Gauthier being the primary there. And uh, that's uh, pretty much it. Lucas Sedlak has been a shockingly competent player. He's been great. Sealer and Sedlak have been solid additions, and they've come out of base. I'll tell you what. Somebody comes to me and says, I want Lucas Sedlak. And I say, what do you want to give me for Yes, him? exactly. That's what you should say. And I like player. him. Yeah. Every player on for this every team player. you should say that for. The Flyers do not have a single player on this roster that is a hard no in trade discussions. And I'll tell you what, in past years, I've been like, don't fucking trade with the Penguins. Don't trade with the Rangers. Don't trade with the Dirty Devils. Don't trade with any of them. Don't trade with the division. We don't want to improve the division. I don't give a shit this year, folks. I would even trade somebody to the despicable New York Islanders. Okay, Lou Lamorello. And I would sentence poor JVR to go play with the terrifying New York Islanders mascot. Have you seen this thing? Oh, man. That was... You know what it looks like? Boltman, the Chargers unofficial mascot. It does look like Boltman. It does. So the New York Islanders, I have they had a mascot since apparently is his name Niles spelled N Y Isles. Who gives a shit? I give a shit. This is more interesting to me <laughs> than anything with the Flyers. It needs yeah. to be eradicated. Whoever he is, whatever his name is, <laughs> whatever that. Well, it, it's very clear. It is the Islander, right? It is the actual the, the Islander. The, is what this mascot yeah. is. Uh, but I'm looking it up now. So, okay. So they, oh, that's right. Sparky the dragon has been their mascot for years. A, a dragon for some fucking reason. Okay. And the <laughs> Niles, Long Island. Yeah. I think that's a real housewife. <laughs> Sounds right. So Niles spelled N Y Isles was a seafaring Islander that the New York Islanders used as a mascot prior to Charles Wang obtaining the team and soon replacing him with Sparky the Dragon. So Niles came back this year as part of their watered-down version of the Gorton's Fisherman jerseys. Uh, In fact, you can see in the screenshot I have included in our podcast outline tonight, Quigs, 
the difference between current Niles and previous Niles. Previous Niles, I've mentioned my disdain for human-like mascots. I, I think they are just atrocities that should not exist. But the previous one just kind of looked like a guy with a big head yeah. and like a red beard. And I think he's got a goal siren helmet, which is amazing. Yeah. I actually love that. But it just kind of looks like a, a mischievous bearded man. In fact, he looks like somebody who could play for the Flyers because he's got that red the beard red hair, yeah. and that grin. And looks like if you notice also, yeah, pretty much. Uh, a far more interesting jersey because you can see the waves really roaring up and the, the, the colors popping, yeah. right? And then you see today they've gotten rid of... Of the gold siren hat, which is garbage. What the fuck? This is the best part. What are you thinking? He's just wearing a beanie now. And then he's got the current jersey on, which is a fucking navy blue version of your silly waves Islander jersey with the with the aqua and shit. They really should have leaned into this, and I am furious that they didn't. And there's some other details. So his grin is bigger, and then his his eyes are far more intense, and he's got like like crow's feet on the side of the eyes to make it just look like a withered old fisherman and Islander. He, he could be Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse and say, <laughs> hanging out with Lou Lamarola. Yeah, Lou, Lou, why do you have all the shitty defensive players? He looks like he's about to inappropriately hit on women 30 years his junior at the bar. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it on Long Island. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but it's not wrong. It, they, they somehow made this, like, mischievous imp into just this intense, terrifying man over yeah, I here. mean, he looks scary. It's, it's very scary. Niles! Like, there's a threatening aura to him, and I'm just like, dude, Niles, what's... <laughs> I'm going to step away from we, you now. We talked about the Kraken mascot being you know could the kraken mascot take on gritty in a fight and th not a chance in hell that that troll is not taking no. on gritty i'm a little concerned about Niles, Niles to be honest. Just, he what's that thing that the grim reaper has this uh, the scythe. for some reason i feel like niles has a scythe he could he absolutely could i think he has a hammer though i mean oh that's actually i'm sure he has a hammer sledgehammer i am concerned for gritty's welfare because Niles looks like he has rage issues. He, 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 those eyes are just terrifying. He, he So he looks terrifying and he does look like he has rage issues, but I also don't think he has um, the foresight to plan a very detailed murder. Gritty does. Mm. Well, and the other thing is Gritty is a force of chaos, yeah. right? And you can't make a plan for Gritty. Because there is no predicting what Gritty no. will do on Before a given you day. Know besides it, be yeah. filled, besides be Philadelphia's best athlete. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. No, I think Gritty would still destroy Niles. Um, Niles would, like on paper, every, like if there was a vote, everyone would say, "Oh, Niles would beat the shit out of Gritty." But like, Gritty is an evil, evil being, and so is Niles. A but malevolent Niles, force. Niles is but a man, Steve. Gritty is a beast. But a man. Yeah. He's only a man. He's only a, he's a mere mortal. A mere Gritty mortal. is a god. Niles. It's true. A, a chaos god. A god of chaos. That's actually yes. great. Yeah. Wow. I kind of want to start calling Gritty, referring to him as the god of chaos from now on. 
The best gritty shirt is the one that says gritty destroyer of worlds. Yeah, that's good. I had one um, of gritty where someone, I think it was called like someone made it on like Reddit or something. I, I can't remember, but someone made a shirt of gritty and it was like kind of like drawn in like an almost pencil looking design. And um, I, grim gritty is what the t-shirt was called. And he nice. had like an upside down cross tattooed on his between his eyebrows. It was awesome. So I got that shirt and I wore it all over the place. Super metal. Yeah, I wore it on a <laughs> I wore it on a first date on t- Tinder once. What? I did. I didn't give a shit. You are amazing. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck at all. And the funniest Absolutely thing is that girl yeah. turned out to be like a huge like Jesus person. Like she, like I was saying, like ah, oh, fucking blah blah blah. And she was like, ah, oh, frick. I'm like, wow. Yikes. So I'm glad I wore that because, yeah. You you both established boundaries right off the bat. Yeah. I used to be very yeah. bad at dates, and perhaps I'm still bad, but that's all right. <laughs> I was gonna say you're really going for the the humble brag yeah. there. No, no, I'm still. You used to be Quigs. Used to somehow be. I landed somebody just as chaotic as me, so it's like. It works. Well, that's that's what you need is to balance the scales of chaos. Yeah. I actually you you haven't balanced them. You've just gotten on the other end of the seesaw or the toilet seat, if you will, and completely <laughs> upended it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of what the goal was. It's worked out. Now this brings me to an interesting question. Given the jersey that Niles over here is wearing, which is a, a very watered down version of a hilarious Islanders Gorton's Fisherman jersey. What would you wear this jersey? Okay, because this is a, a question from our dear friend Eamon, and we, we miss him dearly all the time, but he's still in the slack occasionally. And he posted this question. Uh, I call this segment here, well, what would you do? And Eamon said, a friend is asking me what it would take to get me to wear a Penguins jersey. And I told her, by doing what you, by doing that, you'd be defiling my corpse. So that poses the question, what would it take for you to wear the jerseys of other NHL teams? This is a terrific, I love this exercise. Thank you for this, Eamon. I love this. Eamon is the man, and I I love this exercise too. So obviously, as he mentioned, the Penguins, they're just a no-go, okay? And this is a shame because the Penguins have some nice sweaters, right? But unless I'm morphing into Snoop Dogg overnight, and that definitely ain't happening, I'm not wearing a Penguins jersey, okay? It's just not happening. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. You would have to pay me millions of dollars to make that happen. And I like, I gotta say it's like not, not a shame, but like I have always kind of liked the like black and gold, like Jersey thing. But like, I hate that. Like it's ruined because it's Pittsburgh. So I can't. It's, and that's all Pittsburgh. It's all black I, I and yellow, black and yellow, so black much. and yellow. Yeah. So that's that's a no go. It just ain't happening, and that stands for the devils too. I'm sorry. There's just not enough money that you no, can yeah. pay me to wear the sweaters of known war criminals. It's it's just not <laughs> happening. I f- sister sister in law lovers, known war criminals. I was say, this it just ain't happening. Sister in law. Yeah, I was about yeah. to make the same comment. Happy Thanksgiving, Marty. <laughs> I hope you had a good one. Plenty of action, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> what a guy that Marty Brodeur. Rangers is another one. You can't get me to wear a Rangers jersey, okay? I do not care about your diagonal lettering. I'm sorry. Good day, sir. I think I would 
wear a Penguins jersey before a Rangers jersey, actually. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, and I hate the Penguins, obviously, but, like, I just, like – and I don't even – like, it's weird. I just, like – I just think Rangers fans are really obnoxious. So You don't say. And, I mean, Penguins fans, don't get me wrong, they're horrible. But, like, Rangers fans have, like, this sense of entitlement – they both do. They're both horrible fan base. I yeah, okay. I can't choose. <laughs> it's all bad. It's all bad. I will yeah. say this: the Penguins have better jerseys than the Rangers. They do. I, I don't. I'm sorry. This fucking diagonal lettering. I don't give a shit, guys. I know it's a classic look at this point, but you know what? It's boring. It's super boring. And the Penguins, outside of their powder blue jerseys, actually have really nice jerseys for the most yeah. part. The powder blue ones blow. No, those are trash. Anyone who those wears are trash. That is an idiot. And the Vegas gold from like 2000 to 2010 sucked, yeah. but you know, their current, their current looks good. I hate it. I hate that. It's good. It is good. And then the Islanders are an interesting one because largely no. Okay. Uh, not only are their jerseys boring and fuck the Islanders, but the, uh, I wouldn't wear the only one I would consider wearing is the classic Gorton's fisherman one. Yeah. Uh, no. with the actual wavy, lines at the bottom because that one's just hilarious okay that's so really funny like it's it's kind of fun it's super 90s yeah it's definitely fun but that's the only islanders jersey you can get me to wear and fuck that entire islanders team that you know cheated and got an offsides call and beat the 1980 flyers okay fuck all yeah, that no i, I would never yeah. like the normal islanders jersey i cannot wear that that's just it's gross Ain't get me to wear Caps jersey either. I'll say this. It, it ain't happening. I'll say this. I would never buy a Caps jersey, but like, I, I, I wouldn't be throwing up if I had to put on like an Ovechkin jersey. That's fair. Which one though? Uh, I mean, I, I don't hate their current ones. And well, let me say this. The, the black one from when he was like a rookie that he scored. The Screaming Eagle? Uh, well, the Screaming Eagle, I lo- well, honestly, both the home and away from when he was a rookie. They were both, like, fun jerseys, I thought. They're very 90s, though. Oh, yeah, but I love that era, so I'm cool with it. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Flyers had ended up with that teal atrocity? Oh, would just God, be, yeah. What a, what a terrible timeline that would have been. But they didn't, so we're not dealing with that dark timeline. And then... Don't, don't even bring that- him up, Steve. Don't even think... Don't even... We have to bring him up. The answer is no. Your your hated Columbus Blue Jackets are also on this list. I, I would not. I mainly wouldn't wear a Blue Jackets jersey. I actually have no malice in my heart for the Blue Jackets, but I think they just have terrible jerseys. They have stupid jerseys, stupid team, stupid town. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. But like, yeah, no, the, the jersey, I would not. Is that Jeff Carter? I, so we were talking about this earlier. Like the Blue Jackets do have one nice jersey. And it's the one, the Navy one with the cannon on it. Yeah. That's a objectively pretty good solid. jersey. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. The only thing I don't like about it is like the number font. I feel like that looks kind of weird. No, it's bad. That That's bad. But everything else is pretty yeah. good. Like I like the cannon logo and I wish the cannon logo was their primary thing because Stinger ain't it. No, st- get the fuck out of here, Stinger. And then like, what even is their current logo? It's a star and a, a flag from... Like, you know, the the Civil War. Yeah, from a very not great time in the country's history. So, like, I don't know. Like, does it affect the Blue Jackets? Does it, you bastards? Yeah, really. So, yeah, no, I would hard no on Blue Jackets for many reasons. Now to close out the division, though, 
Would you wear a Carolina Hurricanes jersey? I would absolutely. I might wear one depending. I would probably wear a Rod the Bod one because, you know, Rod Brindamore, all-time great flyer right there and all-time great Hurricane. Uh, and I would wear a Hartford Whalers jersey. Yeah, I own a Hartford Whalers jersey. Yeah. That kind of counts as Carolina Hurricanes, but I would wear the fu- – I have a, a Hartford Whalers jersey, and it's awesome. I would not wear the Hurricanes road uniforms because they're stupid and they have the diagonal yeah. lettering. No. I'm not a huge fan of the Hurricanes black home uniforms now. They're not great. I don't like those. Like, they, they, there was nothing wrong with their like the ones that they had before. I liked those. Honestly, they, their whole look's kind of mid. I mean, it's it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not like a top 10 jersey in the NHL, but like. It's literally mid. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much pretty mid. But I'd wear yeah, it. it's I pretty mid. wear it. If it was like a, I don't know, like a, like Jordan Stahl, I'd wear it. Why not? Yeah. Now, are there any other teams that you're a hell no on? Like you absolutely, no chance in hell you'd wear their jerseys. I think the only other one I can really think about is uh, the Boston Bruins. I, I would say, yeah, the Boston Bruins are, are a big hell no for me. Flyers oldest rival. And I just can't support a Boston sports team like that. I, in most cases, unless it's a happy Gilmore costume, most cases I would say yes, but like I do, I, I'll probably get yelled at for this. I don't care. I do like Patrice Bergeron a lot. Like if someone got me a Patrice, I mean, Patrice Bergeron's awesome. There is nothing to be ashamed about. Like about liking Patrice Bergeron. I think I would wear a Bergeron jersey. That's fair. Oh, I can tell you who I wouldn't wear. Florida Panthers because they have the worst uniforms in the entire sport. (laughs) I hate their uniforms. It's not great, no. And it, it's a shame because, like, if they had, like, the old Leaping Cat logo and, like, kind of something similar to their old uniforms, I would get a Kachuk jersey so fast it would make your head spin. That fast, huh? That fast. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, as far as ones that are, like, slam dunks for me, uh, I love most of the Flames jerseys. I don't like the reverse retros this year, but the classic red Flames jersey yeah. is a banger. The Coyotes Kachina jerseys. Oh, awesome. Yes. Absolutely love those suckers. I had one as a kid. I wish I still had it. And they're fantastic. Um, I, I, now, the Avalanche's look has not aged great, but I have an Avalanche jersey from the 90s, and I always like that one. And the Nordiques look, however, is superior. I think we've all agreed on that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. My favorite, I think one of my favorites of all time, classic Anaheim Mighty Ducks not the current Ducks. Current Ducks, trash. And I think most NHL fans will agree the entire logo set for the current Ducks sucks. But the classic Anaheim Mighty Ducks from the early 90s is the shit. It's so good. Love that. Bring back the eggplant, baby. I They have to bring it back. It's just such an iconic look. And they like the reason for and them it's changing unique. it is It's a so unique stupid. color. It's like we're trying to grow up as a hockey team. It's like, bitch, everyone likes this. Why are you doing that? Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Just lean into it, guys. Everybody loves it, okay? Just the, that webbed foot D sucks. Yeah, so dumb. Oh, I got a slam dunk. No, Dallas, because fuck Dallas. Yeah, Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. Um, yeah. Who are my slam dunk? Minnesota North Stars. Oh, the, great. Yeah, those are great. Who are, my, yeah. who are my slam dunk yeses? So, 90s Ducks. I already have a 90s Ducks jersey. It's Paul Korea. It's incredible. 
Um, oh, what a beaut. I got, let's see. I have a 90s um, Wayne Gretzky Kings jersey, which I love very much. Nice. The black or the white? Black. Nice. I like both. Both of them are flawless, in my opinion. The, not the Burger King one? <laughs> yeah, not the Burger King one. An all-time hilarious jersey, though. The Burger King and <laughs> Wild Wing are just the funniest jerseys of all time. I gotta say... I really like that the Oilers are back to the royal blue. I love the royal blue ones. Well, because the Oilers, they had a perfect look in the 80s. Yeah. So why would they ever stray from I, that? I don't know why they did that. Like, over the last, like, 20 years, they tried to do way too much. And I'm just like, guys, let's relax. Yeah. The Oilers have tried a bunch of different shit. And they just have to come back to what works. Yeah. And... I, I I like the Flyers' current set, but I feel like they need a change-up, and I would love if they went back to their 80s look, too. And I think a lot yeah, of people no, would. I'd love I that. think it's just such such a good look. I wish they would go back to it. But I've whined about that enough. You know, it is what it is on that front. But uh, we're talking about other teams, okay? I've got, like, a million Flyers jerseys. We don't need to talk about Flyers jerseys. Now, the Red Wings have virtually never changed their look, and I, for good reason. I do because like it's that. Just, it, it's a classic yeah. look. Yeah, and you could be Cameron from Ferris Bueller with that look right yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like That's what everyone I like Detroit. Um, I can get down with the Sabres. Oh, oh, we haven't even talked about the Senators yet. Claude Giroux. Yeah, I would rock a Claude Giroux Senators jersey right now. In fact, I'd rather rock that than wearing my Claude Giroux Flyers jersey. And I love my... It's funny, I actually didn't even get a Claude Giroux Flyers jersey until, like, early last season. Yeah even like mid last season. And I got it on eBay because I wanted to get the winter classic style one with the lace up and the Keystone C. Cause the Keystone oh. C is w- one of the coolest things they have ever done on a flyer. I want them to bring that back. Honestly, I wish they made that their full time. And then they came out with some sort of away version of that. Like we've when, talked about, I think a before. lot of people it's love that. It's a great amazing. Jersey. Yeah. Great Jersey. Yeah. Um, Tampa, I'd wear a Tampa jersey. I'd wear a Toronto jersey. Um, Toronto's a classic look. Yeah. They very rarely change it up, and that's for good reason. Like, they, they make slight adjustments, but it always looks clean. It's always good. Uh, I love the Canucks reverse retro this oh, year. Oh, those are Johnny awesome. Canuck. Yeah. Yeah. I will never wear a Winnipeg Jets jersey. I think they're just... Why? I just think they're ugly. Really? Yeah, I don't like them at all. I, I don't like their current set, but I like their... They're classics. The classics are okay, from, but, but like I don't think they're good enough for me to wear it. Mm, mm. We're going to disagree on that one. I like classic Winnipeg Jets a lot. I have to say something controversial. I like the Kraken's uniforms, but I don't know if I'd get one. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They're not I don't for dislike, me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't dislike them. It's just they're not my style. They're not my style. I'm not for them. But yeah, like I, I think I would pretty easily wear most jerseys. But if it came down to like the Penguins, I think you'd have to pay me an absurd amount of money. Or as Eamon said, you'd have to defile my corpse. Yeah. And the Devils, it's the same thing. Just a, an absurd amount of money. I feel like the Rangers, I would, I might be willing to accept a slightly less amount of money, but very slight. And then the Islanders, I, I would wear the wavy one. Okay, you could twist my arm into that. Capitals, you could talk me into that. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't want to do it, but you could talk yeah, me into it. And then the the Blue Jackets, I mean, if you clean the vomit up, I'd do it. I gotta say, 
this is gonna sound so dumb, but like one of the reasons I don't ever want to wear a Rangers jersey, and this has nothing to do with the jersey itself, it's because they're goal song. Like, I just like just the thought of all these dorks in Rangers jerseys jumping up and down with that goddamn song playing. Like it's so geeky and like cringe. Look at the nerds. Look at the nerds. Whoa! <laughs> it's a horrible song. Okay? I don't even. What even is the Flyers' goal song this year? I, I don't even know. They haven't scored enough goals for me to hear it. <laughs> I haven't been to a game, and unless somebody's giving me tickets, I ain't going. So I, I got no yeah. idea what it is. I heard the. I heard last year's goal song on Spotify the other, or not on Spotify, because I wouldn't listen to it willingly. Oh, it was in the gym. I was getting changed in the gym, and it came. I on. I have PTSD like, oh, from fucking, that song. The fucking Flyers goal song. Oh, the one that. They claimed the fans selected, but we all know nobody, nobody fucking voted for that. It. Everyone wanted whoop, there it is. That's what, that's what our dear flight listeners wanted. And there were plenty of good options out there, okay? But then it came down to like three songs that I don't think anybody picked. Maybe some people picked Tarzan Boy because of a uh, wrestling connection, right? But I don't know who picked the other two. And whatever, whatever. It was a farce. It was a farce, but we're talking, we're talking about fits here. Okay. We're talking about clothing and I think we need to talk about Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I think the next mayor of Philadelphia coming out with an amazing fit. And so Jason Kelsey does a podcast with his brother, Travis, and he was wearing these very like extreme 90s sunglasses on there the one day. And they said that he looked like. Sean Astin's character in 50 first dates <laughs> and in 50 first dates, Sean Astin's character is wearing this like mesh tank top or mesh like football Jersey, like see-through mesh. It's very ridiculous looking. <laughs> and Jason Kelsey said, you get me that shirt. I'll wear it. I'll wear it in the game. And lo and behold, Jason Kelsey did the full look and walked into the game wearing it. And it is just magnificent. It is glorious. And, the man continues to just be one of the greatest sports figures of our time. Yeah, he's perfect. Like, we live in a very good era right now for fi- sports figures in Philly. We got Joel Embiid. Uh, we got Jason Kelsey. Uh, I mean, Bryce Harper is a pretty – he's a pretty good one. Um, Lu- Lu- <laughs> Bryce Harper's literally won an MVP yeah. award and brought the Phillies to a World Series. I'd say he's more than pretty yeah. good. We got Embiid. We got Kelsey. We got Harper. We have Lucas. We got Jalen Hurts. We got Lucas Sedlak. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's all about Lucas Sedlak. Elite personalities. It's all about Lucas Sedlak. It's all about Justin Braun. These elite personalities. But Kelsey is just such a gift. And he just. Obviously, he had the Mummers outfit at the parade. He had the whole speech. Amazing. But he's also done some other stuff. Like, he did this fit here. He did the national anthem at the Sixers game, which is still hilarious <laughs> no. to the me. The Christmas album that's coming out. And the Christmas, like, yeah. I mean, it's sold out instantly every time they put out vinyl records of it. And it ain't cheap. And the proceeds are all going to charity, which is awesome. Yeah. But he put out, he made a Christmas album with two of the other Eagles offensive linemen, Lane Johnson and, and Jordan Mailata. And... This Eagles offensive just, line is the vibes are just incredible. They're, they're so immaculate awesome. vibes. And, but it's and you know what? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're I mean, obviously the they're offensive linemen, but 
I mean, Mylotta has a fantastic voice, actually. Oh, I thought you were saying the offensive line is pretty good. I was like, it's better than pretty yeah. good. Uh, dude, no, Jordan, My- talking- Jordan Mylotta, can, he's got pipes. He can sing. He's got pipes. The man has range right there. And I just love that Kelsey goes for it. He just is like 110% every time. Yeah. He's the man. He's so awesome. And, and I just, it's one of those things where I, I'm jealous that, number one, hockey just doesn't have personality to start with. But number two, like, I can't ever fathom a flyer getting to this level of cool and fun. Like, no, not unless they like trade for Trevor Zegras, but they won't do that because John Tortorella is the coach. Oh, John Tortorella would, him. would <laughs> bench him, him so for a year. Yeah. But like, and that that is a kind of a good thing. Like players like Trevor Zegras coming in, Jack Hughes coming in, like they do have personality. Um, and it's well, it's good to see that. Like, Austin Matthews is fun to watch, but like his personality is still pretty boring. Connor McDavid, don't even Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, the most amazing. I think for pure raw talent, the most talented hockey player I've ever seen. Right, like he just has skills like we've never seen in this league, and he makes it look easy. And this guy has the personality of a brick. Like, how does the NHL not step in and tell Connor McDavid, "Hey, do something crazy"? Like, why are they not telling him? He physically cannot. He's or mentally cannot because, like, you've seen his house, right? Connor McDavid has a serial killer's house. He has, (laughs) like, Patrick Bateman from American (laughs) Psycho. Would live in Connor Mc... And Patrick Bateman has much more of a personality than Connor McDavid because he'll talk to you about Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Connor McDavid... God. He's so boring, man. And, like, uh, the most fun thing... Two things have happened with Connor McDavid involving him that were funny, and they, he didn't mean for either of them to happen. One of them was him being hijacked by those two... That elderly couple at the airport, and he was fearing for his life. And then the other one was him being caught... In 4K, cheating on his girlfriend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Stan Twitter found him, and they got him good. They got him. Gotcha. Oh, Checks my God. It's... Connor McDavid. We need more fun in the yeah. sport. I've said this time and time again, and I wish Jason Kelsey just played hockey. I mean, he showed up at Flyers game, and he's been a blast when he has, yeah. but I wish... I just want personality, guys. I just like my sport, please. Make help me like my sport again. I just yeah. Like it, it, now I'll say this though, if the Flyers get Connor Bedard, which they won't. But if they do. Well, you never yeah, know. Not, you never know. Our friend Gary Bedard. I want to blow for Bedard, you know, as much as anybody. Yeah. If if not more so, but he has no I'm not pinning my hopes to the I'm sure he doesn't. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm not pinning my hopes to it, though, because it, 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 as they say on Ted Lasso, it's the hope that kills you. Well, listen, you're forgetting that Flyperbole listener, known Flyperbole listener, friend of the show, Gary Bettman, is going to pull some strings. Oh, my He's God. He's going to get Connor Bedard in the orange and black. He's going to... F- hey, Gary, I know you're listening right now, Gary, because you're a known listener. And let me tell you, we all know. There was no fan poll saying that we liked the digital ads on the boards. Okay? No one has we said We fucking this. hate them. They suck. They're terrible. Okay? When players go missing because there's a digital glitch, that's bullshit. We were fine as it... It doesn't improve the flow of play. It sucks. Get rid of it. Not a fan. At all. Yeah. But otherwise, keep up the good work. And uh, thanks for Counter Bedard in advance. Love you, Gary. 
Yeah, love you. That's the word. That's the ticket. Couldn't be anything else. It's the only descriptor to, yeah. That's it. Nothing else at all. All right, folks. Well, the sun's getting real low on this podcast, and I'm going to call it. But we thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback for us, the best place, unfortunately, is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca.musk. Quigs, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me a, uh, a, um, a, what's it, what's it called? What, a legacy verified account now. That's what I am. <laughs> um, you can find me and my legacy badge at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. What color check mark do you have? Blue. Now? I don't get gold. You don't get gold? Yeah. But you love gold. Big fan. Big fan. Vegas gold? <laughs> You okay? I said Vegas gold. Oh, you like? I thought you were continuing to say something, and then you just disappeared. And I was like, Steve. Yeah, I love Vegas. Oh, gold. Raggy. Oh, I'm getting. Oh my god. Ah, uh, Ryan Quiggs. You can follow me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb if it's for hockey purposes. Make it Flyperbole. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Follow BSH Radio. Flyperbole is also on the gram on the TikTok, kinda and uh we're you know if twitter collapses tomorrow or if elon musk makes it inhabitable we'll be on something else you know we'll figure it out but the podcast is always here it's always on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher three men in a podcast whatever you're listening to us on we are there folks thanks so much for listening until next time in the words of the great gene Hart, good night and good hockey and now a special motorcycle weather report from progressive and today expect mostly sunny conditions with a high on life that can only come from cruising down the road on two wheels kids will wave dogs will bark and cyclists in padded shorts will instantly regret their chosen mode of transportation whereas you on the other hand will look super duper cool back to you in the studio this has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.